0: Well, hello. We've been talking to you about uh, for the last um, few weeks, Grace. What is it? And we're going go a little further today. We're going to twist it just a little bit, go a different angle, and we're going to start a two-part podcast called uh, "Grace uh, Misunderstandings: The Top Ten Misunderstandings About Grace." and And Bill, I'm excited to to share with this. You and I have talked some off the camera about it, and and a lot of lot of good. Uh, yeah, ideas. I think it's
1: gonna be a really fun one.
0: And, you know, we'll have to kind of keep her focus or we may make it 10 podcasts. I, I, but if that, if that happens, that happens. Okay, so remember, you know, grace simply means God's influence on our heart, his ability. That's, how, that's what it means. That's simply, you know, as we've said in, in uh, other podcasts that, that we have most often always heard grace defined as unmerited favor. Now, that's how grace comes to us. You know, God's ability comes to us as a gift. It's not something we earn. It's not we get good enough. But it's God's ability that comes out of His influence upon our heart. So we're going to jump right in. You can go back and listen to the the first uh, what three podcasts that we've had on this uh, about grace. What is it? And you can get a lot of more a lot more definition out of that. But top ten misunderstandings. Number one, this is a misunderstanding. This is not the way it is, but it's a misunderstanding. Many people believe number one, grace means everyone is righteous. Now, grace and righteousness are two different things. Okay, go on. Yeah. You know, grace, again, is God's ability, his influence upon our heart. But righteousness actually means right standing, or as a good friend of mine says, it's it's means as it should be, you know, God's original intention for mankind, you know, and, and that's really what righteousness means. And so um, but grace, see, grace is God's ability. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, By grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself is the gift of God. Listen to this is verse of Scripture. In Romans 3, 21 and 22, uh, it says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, his faith bought us righteousness, Unto all, it's been provided for everybody. For everybody. Right. But upon all that believe, and there is no difference. Now, Bill, I know that we've talked about this a lot, but there is a whole segment of uh, of people that sprang out of the grace circles, if you call it that, that believe that because of grace, everybody's in right standing with God.
1: Right. Apart from Jesus, apart from
0: yeah, just we're just they're faith, right, they're the right grace, Everyone, the faith everyone, through grace, yeah. not an enter into the and, equation. And see, but no matter how powerful the truth is, if you don't believe it, it's of no benefit. It has no power in your life. You know, it's it's a, you know. So he said, and he plainly says there in Romans, righteousness to all, but it's only upon all that believe, and and therefore there is no difference. in really, what he's meaning, but there's no difference between a Jew and a Greek. You know, that's what he's talking about. See, most people, however, do not really understand the difference between uh, the the word some words here redeemed mm-hmm. and reconciled. Okay. There, there's there's a there's, there's a huge difference here. In to order to understand what we're saying, uh, you know, I, I'll define that. The word redeemed means ransom paid in full. So we know when Jesus went to the cross, Isaiah prophesied it. When Jesus went to the cross, you know, he paid our ransom in full. There's no more debt to pay. You yeah. know. We're not paying the debt with our behavior. We're not depending on us. You know, it's, it's all what Jesus did, became our sin, and, and, and took the judgment that you and I deserved. That's our redemption. That's redemption. All right, now, reconciled means bring into harmony or brought back into harmony, you know, with God to make compatible or consistent. But I love this, make friends with, make friends with. Okay, so through what Jesus did, now think about this, Bill. Through what Jesus did, you know, one translation says this, become friends with God. I think it's the Message Bible or the Passion. It says become friends with God because he's already your friend.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're ministers of reconciliation Mm -hmm. telling people, go in and say, he's not mad at you. That's right. It's a free gift. He's your friend. He yeah. come on. Just just believe. Have a heart mm-hmm. that's open. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to earn it, and just receive this
0: foolish message. Yeah. Because even 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 on our best day, I don't have too many of those. But even I've on, seen that. <laughs> <laughs> even on my best day. Oh, let's take it further. Think about the the person you think models God and that's the best in your life. I think about my granny. I think about, you know, her in particular who prayed me into the kingdom. You know, on her best day, Bill, it still wasn't good enough, you know? In other words, it was her living right, and she did. You know, I mean, she made mistakes like everyone else. But on her best day, if that's what she had to depend on, to be right with God, it wasn't enough. I get it. You know, the book of James says this if you try to depend on the law you know for righteousness to, to be right with God by the law and he says if you violate one of them you're guilty of all of them so cause, cause a lot of times people say yeah but but I, but I don't I don't steal okay well maybe you don't uh but but I don't commit adultery maybe you don't uh, but Jesus had something to say about that uh and and they go down the list And they get down there to the one that says, uh, thou shalt not covet, you know. So have you ever looked at someone's boat, house, car, spouse, or whatever, and thought, you know, um, I'm envious of them. I deserve that. That's what that means, you know. know, We're we're grading on a curve, though, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, but if we do that, you know, he said, thou shalt not covet. So if I've ever looked at maybe one of your cars, mm-hmm. and not that I said, you know, man, I'd like to have a car like that, but I was envious. I want his. Yeah, I want his. I deserve that more than he does. I live better than he does or whatever, you know. Why does he get to have uh, yeah. that? Yeah. And, and that's... That's not fair. Yeah, that's covetousness. And the Bible says in James, if you're hanging your righteousness, right standing with God, as it should be, Upon your performance, and you violate one, you stand guilty of breaking all the laws. Now now I didn't say that. you know you didn't say it. that's what the Bible says.
1: you know and and, and so this law was given to show you that you cannot do this. you are right. tainted. you've that's got a right.
0: Jesus fall elevated, of man you know he elevated to the place of impossibility. you might be, you might be able to we talked about in one of the other podcasts, you might be able to not give in to adultery. You know, you're tempted, but you don't give in. But you've never looked on a woman. To, yeah. And Jesus said, "But if you've ever looked on a another person to lust after them, you are an adulterer, if that's what you're depending on." Okay. If that's if that's what you're depending uh-huh. on. If that's what you're depending on, you are an adulterer. So when if, judgment day comes, you know, we're going to be judged on one of two things: what Jesus did for us, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, becoming our sin, taking our judgment, or we're going to be judged. By the letter of the law. Not not just the one that, that we're kind of good at not doing, we just don't give in to it, but the one Jesus elevated. Which is impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. He yeah. said You remember, you remember, he said, uh, you've heard it said, Thou shalt not commit murder. I'm gonna raise the bar. If you are angry at your brother or sister above cause, in other words, beyond what's reasonable about that situation, he said you are a murderer. So he never really wanted us to
1: have two options of mm-hmm. The law was to point Mm -hmm. to what Christ did, Mm -hmm. not you get to choose Mm because you're going to lose on this one every time.
0: Lose big time. It's not even good close. So it was really just
1: to show you, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So you've promised. You had all these prophecies of a Messiah who's going to come and change us, take out our heart of stone, Mm -hmm. put in a heart of flesh, put us, make us in God's nature. So all that gets. So I'm just thinking. I'm processing this out loud. Mm -hmm. You know, you either get judged by this or by this. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to be going with the law thing because yeah. you're not going to win. And the
0: thing is, if you, if, you know, Bill, I've never heard that taught. You know, I, I mean, when I started out walking with God in 80, not one time did I ever hear that taught. It was always about, uh, you know, trust Jesus for your salvation, but it's also about, but if you do these certain wrong, wrong things wrong, you know, you're going to hell. You know, save day, lost tomorrow, type thing. You know, and I don't know if it, yeah, I know you, tw- you grew up in a, in a an environment where anything could dispel you and push you way out of out of fellowship with God. It says Christ in Gal- in Galatians three thirteen. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You know, and you, you ever this is side note, and we'll have to that's move, delicious right move pretty there. quick, but. But how many times have you heard things like this that are not true concerning the curse? Now it says right there in Galatians 3.13, he redeemed us from the curse. But how many times have you heard things like it's a generational curse? Oh yeah. It's a curse that's handed down Is from one second? generation yeah. to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. However, there may be behavior patterns that's passed down, but Jesus redeemed us from the curse. So it's not a curse being passed on, it's a behavior pattern. You know, it's a behavior pattern. Anyway, that's kind of a side note. But that's listen. interesting. Okay. Yeah, listen to this verse. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 and following, and he says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. You know, he brought us back into harmony with him. He brought us back into friendship with him. He did that. Now we just got to believe it. Okay? He's already our friend. You know, now we got to be friends. You know, accept that friendship. And it's given unto us, as you said a minute ago, the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world into himself, the whole world. The whole world right? The whole world has been reconciled. However, it's not of any benefit if you, if you do not you believe it. you got to believe it. Okay? How, do I have to try hard to believe it? No. Yeah. How hard do you have to believe what your name is? Yeah, that's not real tough. Yeah.
1: yeah. So as long as your heart's not hard... It's hardened from sin and all that stuff. Your heart, if you hear the message, your heart, you ought to, it ought to just like be a little better.
0: When you really hear the gospel, not man's version of the gospel, which why, is rare, yeah, Some, why wouldn't you want to be in relationship with God? Because the, the, the God of the Bible, the one that we're discovering, is one of love. You know, he didn't burn your house down, you know. Bible says, and, and, and Jesus said, I want to do what I see my Father do. I want to say what I hear my Father say. You know, Hebrews 1.3 says that uh, King James says he's the express image of his person. But a lot of ways some of the translation says it. One says he's the exact representation of the nature of God. One says everything about him represents God exactly. Everything about Jesus. So if you want to know how God the Father treats you, read the Gospels, see how Jesus treated people. So simple. forget any other preconceived notion yeah. you've had. Yeah. You've got and to go read, with that. And I really challenge people to do this. I, not, I don't like to do this a couple times a year, is read the Gospels with the focus being, how did Jesus treat people? Because that's how God my Father treats me. You know, That's how he relates to me. It says, reconciling the world as himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. He's not holding them against us. And it's committed to us now, as you said earlier, the word of reconciliation. We we have the responsibility to tell the world.
1: And what are we telling the world? That you've been reconciled. Come on in. Not that plus this list mm-hmm. of all these different things you got to do all the time. That's right. Just believe that he's done it. Your heart, can you receive
0: that? And that's it. That's it. There's no plus. That's no, just no, no you, know, the, the, the you know, and the Galatians got into that. You know, the Galatians got into it was Jesus. Plus circumcision. You know, I I remember when God talked to Abraham and said, I'm going to make a covenant with you. So Abraham comes back and and tells everyone, I got some good news and bad news. (laughs) Good news is God's made a covenant with us. The bad news is pull it out, guys. He's going to circumcise all of you. You know, you're talking about grown men. And and see, and, and what the Galatians did, they turned the sign they had a covenant into the covenant. Oh yeah, you know. and and so the circumcision of the male, even though we, we don't understand that, I don't understand that at yeah, all. What? Glad I'm not wasn't back then, you know, because you know no no medicines or anything to do it with no the other way they would do yeah. it now. Mm. But the thing, it's well, a little hurts to think about. Uh, but so so you think about this? God meant it to be a sign that the Jewish people had received the covenant that He made with Abraham, but yet they turned it into the covenant. So even the Galatians, after hearing the gospel, said, Yeah, yeah, it's Jesus. But the plus, ministers of reconciliation, yeah, that simple message. Yeah, plus circumcision. And that's not the way it is. See, so, you know, we don't do that. You know, we don't say, well, it's Jesus plus circumcision. We do, we do things like to be right with God, it's got to be Jesus plus going to church. We well, should yeah, go to church. We didn't see you Sunday yeah, night. Yeah. So Sunday morning. Yeah. You weren't there
1: Sunday yeah, night. Yeah.
0: Or Jesus plus reading my Bible, you know. We should read our Bible. Jesus plus giving or whatever. Yeah. It's not Jesus plus anything, you know. And, and if it for was your righteousness
1: for your, that's right. For the way that He
0: sees you, yeah. And and if it, if if it was Jesus plus you. something else, He would have told us.
1: Yeah. No, He made it pretty simple. Yeah. It we complicated simple. it. Where so where was it? Is it in Galatians where Paul says? Peter was messing this thing up. He was starting to add things to it, mm-hmm. and I withstood him to his face. Mm-hmm. He was to be blamed because I didn't want these people losing their freedom. Yeah. This simple freedom yeah. that came from believing this message.
0: This simple message. I think. I think the uh, King what? James says, uh, and it does say that. But he also says, "Who did bewitch you? Who pulled a trick on you? You started out in faith." Doing it right, believing the right thing. But now you've went back and added circumcision to your experience. And that's when Paul comes to comes in and says, Whoa, guys, uh-uh. No, that's not it. That's not it. You know, um, uh, so it says, uh, now we're ambassadors for Christ. We beseech you, therefore, uh, we pray in, in Christ stead you be reconciled to God. Okay, so um let's quickly cover number two and then we'll uh jump in jump into the to the next one here. Um, Second misunderstanding, grace means, this is what people believe, it's it's not a right belief, it's just um, a misunderstanding people have. It's a misunderstanding to believe that grace means that we no longer need to believe to receive. Now, it may be foreign to most people to hear what I'm saying, but trust me, as I travel across the country and different parts of the world, there is a doctrine being taught right now that says if you have to believe, you're in works. That you're calling you're you're saying, if I have to believe, then I am depending on me. No, I'm just saying what the Bible says. I mean, how many times does the Bible say believe? Didn't you say the just will live by faith? Yeah. Wasn't that
1: part of the? That's right. It's one simple thing. It's not yeah. a work. Yeah. It's a hard thing. It's, it says it yes or
0: no. Yeah, it's like in in um, Acts 16, 30 and uh, thirty one. It says, uh, he brought them out, and it's, it's, it's talking about the Philippian jailer, and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, uh, believe on the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt be saved in your house. Romans 10, 9, verses 9 and 10, if, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So they have thrown, a lot of people have thrown much of the Bible away because, So that's performance by yeah. having
1: to do. What, yeah.
0: yeah, if you have to believe, it's performance. It's, it's works. No, it's not. You're but just you trying to breathe it. oxygen. That's yeah. work. That's mean. right.
1: This is yeah. you know?
0: and so you you it's it's because of the finished work of Jesus that it's only believe. You know, I mean, G- Jesus said that. Uh, where was it where he, they said in the Gospels? They said,
1: "What might we do that we do the works of God?" They said, "Believe on him who he said." That's right. And they're waiting for something else. Now, what,
0: what else is there? No. Yep, is nope. You know, and Jesus. You know, a lot of, think, a lot of people think Brother Hagin wrote this, but it's actually Jesus that said it. In Mark 11, 24. he said, <laughs> "What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them." And then you shall have them. Yeah. Now, notice it doesn't say. Now, I have to throw this in. I'm just emphasizing, there's just a few of the places the Bible emphasizes um, believing because nothing happens until you believe. You know, there's no benefit until you believe it, okay? But in this particular verse of Scripture in Mark 11, it says, what things do you desire when you pray, believe you receive? And I had to throw this in. Notice it does not say, what sort of things you desire when you pray, believe God will do it.
1: What's the difference? Okay, I'm sure it, I'm says,
0: it says, want things soever you desire. When you pray, believe you receive them. It doesn't say believe God will do it, because he's already done it. Uh, the, you through know,
1: Christ, everything's... Like, yeah,
0: like 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, all the promises of God have already been declared yes in Jesus. One translation says they find their yes answer in Jesus. And anything God has already said yes to, he can't say no to. But there's the belief they're talking about here. There's a believing with your heart and there's sometimes a believing with your head. I mean, yeah, and I think sometimes, and you're exactly right. Uh, I think sometimes, um, people mentally assent to it. Like I know that's true. Like, before I became a believer, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up knowing God. I didn't know God from a goose hardly. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about God. And, uh, I mean, I, I had a few concepts about God, but that, that was just it, you know? And, and so, um, when when I when I think about uh, I think about this this whole scope of things, and and having to come to the place where you know I I've I've got to trust in Jesus for myself you know and, and I I've got to believe you know the the gospel for myself I can't just mentally assent to there's a God, you know I can't just mentally agree that Jesus went to the cross through gotta, your studies yeah that... I got to believe it in my heart, you know I, I'm going to believe it in in my my uh, my inner knowing, you know. That, that I have to know that I know this, you know, not just mentally agree with it because mentally agreeing with it will, will not get you anywhere, but you, you have to have to believe it. Uh, one, one other thing, and, and we'll, we'll uh, take a, take a break here. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I just remember being in a
1: Bible study mm-hmm. type of thing. Cause this girl I was dating said I had to go. I wasn't saved. And I was there for six months, and he had a crazy message thing going on. But the word of God was being preached, and I don't know, I kind of made light of it. I kind of was there for the requirement. Mm-hmm. Then it's kind of like all of a sudden, one of those Wednesday nights there, it just came clear as a bell, yeah. and the heart, I just, wow. Wow. I, uh yes.
0: I'm in. Thank God somebody drug you there. Yeah, It took a long while, though. <laughs> this guy in our church in, in Florida, you know, his wife came for a long time without him.
1: and um, That was, was about, probably the condition of my heart, so I'm going to qualify that. It doesn't <laughs> six months ago if you're seeking.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's right, and, and that's that's true. So this guy, his wife, started coming to our church shortly after we moved to Florida in uh, 1993. And I don't know, a couple of years later, a year later, whatever, uh, her husband started coming. Nice guy. I mean, super nice guy. Just a very meek, humble guy. And um, so anyway, after a while, you know, it was evident he would given his life to the Lord. He didn't know the Lord before that. He never received Jesus, never believed. And one day, Bill, I asked him, I said, um, tell me about your experience about trusting Jesus, you know, you know, and, and beginning a relationship with God. And he made this such, so simple, we miss it. He said, one day... I was listening to you preach, and I decided I'm going to believe. Wow. And he said, so I did. And that's the day I got saved. That's the day I began my relationship with God. I decided to believe. See, you and I were talking about this earlier today, that um, a lot of times we we kind of have this mindset that says, well, if um, if I understand it, if I can understand it, I'll believe it. No, the Bible says you believe it, and then you'll understand it. Okay? So it's so important uh, to uh, believe, okay? So we're going to pick it up next time. We'll go further with this, and it's going to be powerful. Um, This is part one in the top top 10 misunderstandings about grace. Look forward to being with you next time. Thanks, Bill.